right, welcome to B.O. Boys, Monday, December 9th. We're going to be talking about the box office for December 6th. Fuck it, we're doing it live. It's a raw feed. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And we're here to talk about some stank B.O. Wow, this is some of the stankiest B.O. This is the stankiest B.O. we have covered in the run of the show. Since we started in September, there have been some bombs. Oh, yeah. There have been some rough weekends at the box office. There has never, ever been anything like what we witnessed this past weekend. I have not witnessed a movie drop this precipitously in in real time, at tracking yes. it in real time, like we were. We were texting each other. Of course, we're talking about Playmobil. You all know by now. You came gonna... here looking for our thoughts on Playmobil. It's and... what everybody's talking about this weekend. Yeah, this this is we we there are moments when you get to live history. You get to live through something that you know will be talked about long after we are gone. Long after we are put in the dirt after the B.O. Boys raw feed is put in a mausoleum because it's not as final. It's not as final. No. Then after that has happened, we're gone. People will still be talking about the opening weekend of Playmobil. And all those Playmobil, to- Playmobil toys will still be around, too, because they're just made of plastic. They're never going to go away. They're when, rubber when, and plastic. When they're the aliens come, it will be the world will consist of nothing other than Playmobil toys and discussion of the Playmobil opening weekend bomb. So we're going to be talking about that, of course. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about Playmobil bomb. We're going to do the top five. We're going to go into the top ten, obviously. Uh, we like to do that to expand a little bit. Plus, we're going to talk about next week. Big weekend. Which is going to have Jumanji, the next level. Yep. Black Christmas, the third version of this movie. Yes. And then we're going to talk about Richard Jewell, Clint Eastwood's latest December drop. J-E-W-E-L-L. Not, not J-U-U-L, which I think would add a couple mil. Mm-hmm. They should have just done that. Yeah, just you could mess with his life. Say, yeah. say he was a vape cigarette. You, you owned, yeah, you he was a big, a big fat vape. Yeah. You just you own his life rights. You can right. make him whatever you want him right. to. Right, make to him vape. a vape. You make him a vape. And then we're going to flash forward yes. in a new segment- we watched the Ghostbusters trailer. We did, and we're going to talk about. And we're going to flash forward uh, and talk about what we think it's going to do at the box office. Yes. Yeah. So all based you, solely on this first trailer, which I think will be enough. So all of you listeners who came here because you're searching Ghostbusters trailer, and this unknown show popped up in your raw feed, we will talk about the Ghostbusters trailer later. But first, let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to go quickly through the top five. Okay. Um, I got it exactly right. The top five, You, we did a thing where Queen and Slim, uh, last week, I said was going to jump over Beautiful Day. Okay. And you said it wouldn't. It did. Okay. So let's go into the numbers. All right. So number one, Frozen 2. This is the third week in a row. It's uh, It made $34.7 million, down 60%. For a cum of three hundred and thirty-seven point six million. Now this is a huge hit. Huge hit. I mean, there's n- nothing bad we could say about this. It's but, already made more than the first one, but you have something. Well, no, it's just not our demo, so it's made zero impact at all in the Bo Boys offices. We're not talking about it at all. 
you, we're, we go by the the jewel charger. We go by the uh, water uh, the um, water cooler. There's right. no talk. There's no talk about Frozen. 2. No, no. We'd have to go to the playgrounds to talk about Frozen Two, and I mean, is is that something the listeners want to hear? Should we go to a playground, ask kids about? Frozen Two and about the box office for Frozen Two is that is that is that worthwhile? Is it well? Worth you'd the have jail to go. Time? You'd have to go. You you can't. You'd have go. to go. No comment. Okay. So I, maybe I recuse I'll do myself. That. So you won't go. You won't go, or yeah. you can't go. I'm recusing myself. You're accusing yourself from going to the. Playground. I'm not. I'm recusing. I'm recusing. Okay. R E, not A C. Okay. Recusing myself. Okay. So Knives Out number two. Yes. Uh, this is a hit. What did it make this weekend? It made 14.1, only a drop of 47%. Okay, that's great. And a cum of 63.4. So are we thinking this is a, a, a 100 mil baby? Mm-hmm. I think so. 63 million after two weeks, so it's got to get make another 37 million to cross it. Yeah, it should make that. It's got positive buzz. Yes. You've got kids that are going to be out of school fairly soon. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna probably see this. Right. Um, I mean, you know, this is probably excuse well, for like an college, order crowd. Like college, college kids, high kids school are kids. Out. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll be into this. Um, and it got a little Golden Globe nom 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 bunch uh, uh, a yeah, push because yeah. it got a best musical or comedy uh, best picture nomination. It, it's not going to get any Oscar love, I don't think. But I think the Golden Globes are going to give it a nice little uh, yeah. push. So number three, Ford v Ferrari. Yep. It made 6.53, uh, and the Cume, 91. 91.1. It's going to definitely 100. go 100, yeah. It's going to nudge over the finish line, but it'll get there. And then the big, uh, so Queen and Slim actually is neck and neck with Ford. Wow. So they're they're calling it, Deadline is calling it as they're both third place. Whoa, so Queen and Slim has moved up to three. So what did it, what did it make this weekend? 6.53. And it's a cum of twenty six point eight. It's that's in the second a, week. It's, that's very solid for yeah. this movie. It's getting good word of mouth. It's good counter programming, which is great. Uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Number five dropped down like I expected it to. Yeah, made five point two and forty three point one cum. Yeah. I mean, it's so lukewarm. This movie. The thing, the problem, and this is something we talked about from opening weekend. This was a movie. That needed to hang around into Christmas. It needed to be out in the theaters in those two weeks where everyone's off for two straight weeks and they're looking for something to do with their family and they're looking for some innocuous, you know, all quadrants entertainment. I do not think A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood will be playing in movie theaters in in any in, in any big way no. in three weeks. No, you will be, It will be gone by Christmas. It'll be gone by Christmas. It's gonna get pushed out by Jumanji. It's gonna get pushed out by Star Wars. Uh, and then Little Women. Little and Women's gonna push it out. Uh yeah. Richard I, Jewell. Yeah. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna use that body mass and just push him right out. It's gonna be a sumo uh a sumo wrestling situation. And you gotta take it's Jewel just, over Rogers in a sumo situation. Absolutely. Wow. So one great American hero, Richard Jewell, is going to be responsible for the end of another one, the end of Mr. Rogers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think- Hero so, replaces hero. So 43 mil, you figure there's a movie that gets into the 50s and, and probably tops out there. I don't think 
domestic Beautiful Day gets over $60 million. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut this shit right now. Okay. I'm going to cut this shit right now, and I'm going to say Richard Jewell makes more than Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Domestic. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I think that's a great cut the shit moment. Richard Jewell. So if, okay, so Beautiful Day ends up in the 50s. Richard Jewell ends up $70, $80 million domestic total at the end. Is Richard Jewell then a bigger star and a bigger IP than Mr. Rogers? Yes. Yeah. Although the Jewell documentary, I'd have to see the numbers on that. If there was a Richard Jewell documentary, I'd have to see the numbers on that. We've got to add all the box office in. So if there is a doc Mm -hmm. that's a Richard Jewell doc, we add that number to the Jewell movie. Right. And then we add The Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with the doc. Won't You Be My Neighbor. Won't You Be My Neighbor money and see who comes out so we see we will that defi- might be rogers yes i feel like that documentary well it only made like 25 million it, it did great for a documentary but it, you know but Richard, the jewel documentary who knows if that even exists and if it made made any money so let's say it exists and it made two dollars the thing is richard jewel it's a, it's a clint movie it could make 120 million dollars for all we know yeah yeah so december we, is clint's time the mule he made over 100 million for the mule yeah so should hanks have played richard jewell would that have been a safer bet you know what yes i feel like uh if he gained the weight yes and he played that part he would get a best actor nom 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 and he would have had a bigger hit at the box office Mm -hmm. hanks as richard jewell is is bigger bo than hanks as mr rogers absolutely Bigger B.O. in box office and just B.O. Yeah. Because when you gain that kind of weight. You can't help it. You can't help it. Yeah. No no shame, but It happens. Facts. It yeah. happens. Um, so then that's number five. So Beautiful Day is a disappointment. It's looking like a, a B.O. disappointment. It's looking like a disappointment. And we root for We rooted for it. Of course it's Hanks. Yeah. I want Hanks to just to have hit after hit. And he did get a Golden Globes nomination, so maybe that gives it a little bit of a push. But I still I think the people who- Wanted to see this movie, saw this movie, yes. so and there's no buzz. Yeah, and it's gonna drop out. It's probably gonna be low top ten uh, next next yeah. weekend. Now, real quick, Dark Waters we talked about last weekend could not get a good uh, idea of what the count was on the theaters. Right, but it looks like it opened in just over two thousand theaters and made uh, four point one. Bigger than I thought, but also bad. Yeah, it's it's a non-starter. It's yes. gonna drop out. I mean, people saw it. They whoever saw it is gonna see it this this past weekend. Yeah, and I and I feel like the the people who saw it this weekend was more of a like a guilt seeing it. Like we gotta, you yeah. know, it's a it's a it's a you know environmental issue movie. It looks boring, but I guess we gotta. Yeah, you know, we gotta help the planet. Let's do it. I, I think that you get that the first weekend. I think second week at the box office, you don't get as many like as much of a guilt audience. So I think Dark Water is going to just yeah. fall fall off. That the, guilt the impulse is very easy to quench when you have something else to do. Like if it's uh you know if there's something that comes out on Netflix that's interesting or. You know, if there's just like somebody's having a party, right? You know, they'll just feel like, oh well, hmm, I don't feel guilty enough to go see this movie instead of going to this Christmas party, right? Or there'll be like a food doc on Netflix, or it's like, oh, did you know 
that actually eating vegetables is also bad for the planet. Yes. And you'll watch that, and then you instead of you'll do that instead of going to see Dark if Water. If you can be guilted at home, it's way more convenient than being guilted at the theater. Yes, yes. So we're always looking for convenient ways to feel guilty. Yeah, I, I can't imagine many people are going to uh, go park a car somewhere to be guilted by dark water. So that's that's going to be a total disaster weekend, too. So real quick, let's just finish up this 10 because sure. we, we, we're going to talk about the number 10 movie. Okay. Um, 21 Bridges, looking at uh, 2.8 uh, in number 7 position. Number 8 position, playing with fire, made it made 2 million. It's at 42. That's a solid hit. We said it was going to make it in the 40s. Yeah. Uh, Midway still hanging in there. 1.94 mil. It's odd. I was looking at the top 10 this morning when I saw Midway there. I was like, it still exists? That seems like we've been talking about this for so long. I know, but not as long as we've been talking about our number 10 movie. Oh, here we go. Directed by your boy from way back. Not my boy. But, Todd Phillips, but Golden he did Golden Globe, 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 yeah, yeah, Golden Globe nominee for Best Director. So you had to see Pat around the Bo Boys offices this morning. He was celebrating. He was doing some like weird. What was that dance? You were doing like the what was the what, down the stairs dance from Joker? Yeah, yeah, Is that what I was yeah. doing? He did the down the stairs dance from Joker. He was like, my boy, my boy, my boy, uh-huh, my boy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Listen. He's not my boy, okay. but he directed a billion dollar baby. Todd Phillips made Joker. Biggest made, hit of the year. Made $1 million. Still in the top 10. Still We've been talking 10. about Joker since episode one of this podcast. But it's probably going to be the, uh, it could be the last yes. time in the top 10. So it's at $332 million. Wow. But it's a billion dollars. We don't usually talk about, uh, you know, we talk about domestic. We don't talk about worldwide. But it's a billion dollar baby. Mm-hmm. And- what we thought would be fun to do, because we're talking about this off off mic. We talk about Joker most of the time we're not on mic. It's mostly Joker. Mostly talk. Joker. We actually talk more about Joker off mic than we do on yeah. mic. So we're going to split up the billions. Okay. Who deserves what? Who earned the most? Yes. And who gets the most, right? So we split so, up the billion. I know you would want to give it all to Todd. But we can't be that way. But Todd gets a lot. He's your boy from way back. Not my boy, that. but he deserves some of the billion. So who are the people that are in contention for this? Right? Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, Joaquin. Yes. Uh, Joker itself. Just just the Joker IP, IP of Joker. De Niro. De Niro, for sure. Marin. Let's put Marin in there for, for well, shit. It's a giggles. possibility. Yeah. And Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats. Uh, that's it. Actor-wise, no one else in the movie. Um, what about do the producers? We, do we? Does well? Do we give any to Heath Ledger? That's we're getting into. That's an interesting thing. I think Heath Ledger gets some. He of the gets billions. some billions. Yeah, because there there was definitely some amount of people who were like, "Is this going to be a sequel to the Heath Ledger Joker?" D- Bradley Cooper was a producer. Does Bradley Cooper, my boy from way back? Let's give him some of the billion. Okay, so okay. I think those are the those are the people in there. But you would say, okay, who gets the most? Because I feel like out of the choices, yeah, the Joker IP and Todd Phillips are the two biggest ones. Yes, because he really pushed forward this vision. He he was able to do it at a at a a reasonable budget, 
and he promised to do it if they would do his vision, and it, it paid off. So right. this is a guy, and who his took a vision chance. was the right vision for the box office. Yeah, he the, took doing chance. the Taxi Driver ripoff is what people wanted. So Joker, the IP, gets, I gotta say, at least half. You think half out of a billion? I'd go because this. If I'd this, go like four hundred mil because think of a Joker movie that was nothing but the a picture of the Joker and the word Joker on screen. That makes I'd say three hundred and fifty million dollars okay, worldwide. Really? Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. You worldwide. know, we're just talking not domestic worldwide. Worldwide, we're okay. we're splitting up the billion, so yeah, we're splitting yeah. up the billion worldwide. Yeah. So I'd I'd go. Th- 350 for the IP would you go you'd go higher I mean you have a history of this being the most popular of all DC characters and has it ever bombed in anything because even Suicide Squad was a hit mainly because Joker was in there Joker has never in a live action setting bombed it is one of the strongest let's IPs go with, you how have. about 450 million uh, let's do billion. 450 so 450 goes just to the IP if you just put a picture of Joker on screen nothing else that's what it makes yeah um, okay so Todd Phillips then how much does Todd Phillips get for his vision you know for for bringing for taking Joker and making it a Scorsese ripoff how much is that worth I I, I think about 300. 300 mil. Are we giving Todd Phillips' cr- vision credit uh, because of the trailer itself is probably one of the best trailers for a movie this year? Well, then you think years. the trailer makers get. You know, I think, the trailer. I think we got to put the trailer. If, if we're splitting that up, then I th- actually the trailer makers, I'd give them $100 million. I, I was just going to say that. $100 million for the trailer makers. So now we're up to 550 Yes. Um, Todd Phillips then I think gets like 200 million 200 mil maybe more because I don't think the actors I as long as it wasn't Leto right Leto should get money for not being in it let's give Leto let's give Leto like 20 million 25 million okay for not being in it not being in it so yeah. then we're giving we're, we're, we're at 550 we're giving Leto 20 million for not being in it we're given, and how much are we given, Phillips? Are we giving Phillips two hundred million? We're we're giving Phillips two hundred million. Okay, how so about now, that? Now we're up to seven seventy, right? Seven seventy. Seven seventy to break up. So we got two hundred thirty million to play with the, amongst. Then Heath Ledger's estate. How much do we give Heath Ledger's estate? If we gave Jared Leto twenty million for not being in it. Um, Leto's. Uh, so, so and does yeah. Nicholson get a piece? I mean, Nicholson's got to no, get his beak I th- wet. I think Ledger. I think Ledger is the, the most template. Re- is the one that people thought might have been in this because I think with the Ledger Joker, you're getting some amount of audience who thought they don't know Heath Ledger's died. You know, they they see movies every fifteen to twenty years. They may have seen this Joker ad and thought, oh. Heath Ledger's Joker is back. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth fifty million. Okay, so you're giving Heath Ledger so about fifty million. His estate. His estate gets fifty million of the billion dollar baby. That sounds good. So now we're up to like eight twenty. Eight twenty. So what are we giving Joaquin? We're giving we're giving money to a dead Joker and to a Joker for not acting in it. The guy who played the Joker. It's got to get something substantial. And I know Joaquin Phoenix, 
historically has been a non-factor of the box office. So it's not his name. We can't give him as much as Todd Phillips. No. No. So, um, so what do we say? A hundred? A hundred? Let's give him a hundred. Yeah. hundred mil goes to Joaquin. And one of B.O. Boys, one of B.O. Girls, email us at B.O. Boys. It's, it's, it is the, the B.O. B.O. Boys, Boys podcast at gmail.com. Give the us your B.O. breakdowns. Yes. Give us your breakdowns. And you know what? We'll read these on. We'll read these on yeah. for free. On yeah. there for free. Yeah. So we're giving him a hundred. So we're up to what? 920 now? 920. So we got $80 million. Robert De Niro. Oh, Here's what oh, we're talking about. Because oh. I, I, w- the way this started yeah. was I, I said over the weekend, huge year for Robert De Niro because he's probably going to get an Oscar nom 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 for The Irishman. The Irishman itself is one of the most l- watched and talked about movies of the year. It is a hit in the world of streaming. It is definitely a hit. And what I said was, Robert De Niro also was second build uh, in A Billion Dollar Baby, second build in The Joker. I'll give him as much as Playmobil made. I'll give him about I'll give him about half half a mil. I think we have not allotted enough for Robert De Niro. No, oh God, you're crazy. No, because listen, you think he should have more than eighty million dollars? Because that's insane. A big reason why this was such a huge hit we agreed, was the vision of this movie. People wanted Joker in the world of Taxi Driver, in the world of King of Comedy. They wanted their Scorsese Joker. That that was the motif that was sold here. Am I right? So you and think you he had ne- to be in there. He needed to be in there. This movie does not work as well as a Scorsese ripoff without Robert De Niro in there. And, and you have De Niro basically playing Rupert Pupkin, Playing his king of comedy character, he's playing from it. that massive blockbuster. No, but come on, people. King of comedy, but the, a movie that made twelve cents at the box office. But it's a great movie, and he's Taxi Driver, which is one of the most watched movies ever at this point. Like everyone's seen it. I think De Niro being in this movie is what really, really sold it to people that this is going to be Joker in the Taxi Driver world. So you're saying so we got 80 million left. Who else would you give anything okay, to other than De Niro? Let's give De Niro 75 75 million. Okay. I think that's fair. So we have 5 million left. Who are we giving this to? Zazzy Beats? Yes. Mark Marin. Okay, let's give Zazzy Beats Four million dollars. Wait, we should give her. I would give her four. We, we got to give Marin fifty cents. I would give. So however that breaks down. So Zazzy beats. Here's what I would do. Zazzy beats gets four point nine 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 comma ninety nine. She gets everything but one dollar. Mark Marin gets, gets a dollar. one dollar. He gets one dollar. So out of the billion, Mark Marin. Gets one dollar. One dollar. Okay. I think that's fair. I'd say fifty cents, but I'm not going to argue with you. It's on full it. dollar. I don't want to deal with coins. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't want to have to break a dollar. He gets a dollar. He gets a dollar. He could use it. So it made more than a billion, but that's just the we're doing the round because it's a little bit easier. Yeah, to billion do it. dollar baby. You know the phrases, the famous yeah. phrase. So anyway, 
We talked about a huge hit. Yes. Now we're going to talk about a huge bomb. Here What everybody's been waiting for, Playmobil. Playmobil, what did it do? So it ended up at- Oh, God. Grab grab hold of something. Number Ever. 14. It it opened in 2,337 2, theaters. So this is a wide release. It is a wide release. It ended up making- 670k. Oh my god. It had a 170k Friday, a 280k Saturday. So a big pickup on Saturday. And a Sunday of 210. Wow. Now, here's the thing about this movie though. We have to talk about it historically, but there's also something very interesting about the release of this movie. The thing with this movie is that it was released with variable pricing. Which I means saw that. That's insane. That theaters were charging as low as $5 for this movie. So the studio STX went to the theaters. They knew you cannot charge full price for this movie. They it knew was that criminal. Beforehand. It would have been criminal. They would have been up on charges for putting this movie out and charging $19 for it, $20 they for it. They knew they were $16 liable. $16 for it. Yeah, they knew they'd be liable. A class action lawsuit would have been in the offing. And they decided, let's test something. Let's see if we can drive people to the theater with $5 tickets. Now, I don't know how they got this information out. Did you just show up at the theater and they said, guess what? It's $5. Did they have Did they have uh, Joker uh, spinning a sign in front of movie theaters? <laughs> they must With have. an arrow that said $5 towards the Playmobil poster? Because it's a weird thing. If somebody, if I went to see a movie and they said that ticket was going to be $5, I would think it was going to be a snuff house. Yes. I thought that they would put me in there mm-hmm. and it was either a thing where there was a warrant out for me and they were going to arrest me. Right. Because they were going to say, oh, it's just $5, $5. You just go in there. Yeah, come see a Playmobil movie. Don't yeah. don't walk away. Come come into that room. And I go into that room and they arrest me for yeah. what whatever, you know. Whatever you know. reason you can't go by the playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not that, but like, you know, fraud or things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that would- scare me so how many people do you think were scared by the low price so you think the low price yeah that's possible because it's so confusing and it's so weird um so then their plan was to go after value shoppers mm-hmm. is this a strategy that the playmobile toys use like do they have variable pricing for the toys or like no i i pay, pay what you pay as you go pay what you have for pay a playmobile what you can play what you can for a playmobil i don't know were they giving tickets away with the toys it certainly didn't work with this movie so i don't think that they would try it with the toys if they hadn't before so they knew they had an all-time turkey on their hand and also, STX did not have much skin in the game. I think they were only distributing. I don't think that they put any money into this. I know. When I read up on this, they kept everyone had an excuse for like, oh, we didn't actually pay for it. You know, uh, we're not liable. It's like someone paid for this fucking movie. Yeah, somebody paid for this movie. Is this a money laundering situation? This, this, the whole Playmobil movie seems like it's a it's a crime from top to bottom. It's, yeah. It's, it's some kind of a scam. Does this ding on a Taylor Joy? I don't think it dings anyone because other than Keenan Thompson, who we know is just not a movie star. Well, so <laughs> Keenan Thompson's in this movie. He's a voice in this movie. This adds how many more years that he's going to be on SNL? Longer than we'll be alive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
So let's go through, because this actually, even as low as that is, it is not the number one lowest grossing wide release ever. How was that fucking possible? That record is held by a movie that came out in 2012 called The Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. Yeah. Very famous flop when it grossed 443K in 2100 theaters. The theater average money, the average every theater made was 206. So still a little less theaters than Playmobil. Playmobil did come out in more theaters. Mm -hmm. And Oogie Loves... It's nothing. Think, Nobody knows what it is. It's got much less name recognition than Playmobil. Yes. So I I still think that's a win for Oogie Loves and Playmobil should be embarrassed. Yeah. The the second lowest, Delgo, which was an animated movie. Freddie Prince Jr. I believe did a voice in it. Yes. Five hundred and eleven thousand. $920 opened in the same amount of theaters as the Oogie Loves and uh, opened on December 12th, 2008. Are they now, opening these in the exact same theaters? Maybe. Could it be the theater's fault? It could be. Now, the third one... Are these all like basement theaters where people don't even know these are movie theaters? It could be. I mean, there is some sort of the, the 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 thing with these Oogie Loves is it came the distributor was Ken Visselman presents. Okay. Which these are what all is scams. that? These are all these are all Croatian mob scams. It's got to be. It, they're they're all fronts. Yeah. Delgo was distributed by Freestyle Releasing, which doesn't even it does sound like broken English. Yeah. These these are all company names that sound like your. They're all money laundering companies. Yes. Yeah, so it's like the like these movies are released by movie co release industries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So the third one I'm not really gonna count because it's the tenth anniversary release of Saw and it made six hundred and fifty thousand dollars and it opened in two thousand and sixty three theaters. No, that doesn't count. And it made Eight hundred and fifteen thousand. It opened in two thousand fourteen. Like that does not count. That's a that's a thing that that's just like let's throw this in theaters for a weekend and see what it does. That doesn't count. No, because Saw the first Saw movie is a hit. It's it, we're not counting Saw as one of the all time lowest opens. But it's the tenth anniversary. I know, but no, no way. Um, no way at all. No way. I agree. So the next one is Playmobil. So Number Playmobil four. is the third lowest then, well, because we're not counting that Saw yes. re-release. So, so Playmobil is the third lowest grossing wide release opening of all time. Under that, this is interesting, and the only reason I'm going to go into this is because they were both released in the same weekend. Number five, or number four as we're calling it, Gem and the Holograms made $1.3 million, opened at 2,413 theaters on October 23rd, 2015, put out by Universal Pictures. Now, this was a Blumhouse situation, too. Mm. They had, this is one of their rare, rare flops. Mm -hmm. 
Number six, underneath that, Rock the Casbah, the Bill Murray comedy. Whoa, that's right. That made 1.4. It opened in 2012 theaters, and it came out in the same weekend. So Rock the Casbah made 1.4? It made 1.4. Interesting. And then number seven is Collide, which is a movie that had like Nicholas Holt in it. Okay. Um, that made so 1. Let, 5. let's look at those. So a common theme, uh, other than Rock the Casbah, all of these movies, and of course we're not counting the Saw re-release, are, are kids all, movies. They're all kids movies, which is it's rare to see kids movies flop. But Gem was uh, live action, right? And it was a completely different take than the cartoon. I think they tried to, but it was still it. directed at kids. It was it was directed at tweens, I believe. But if you, I mean, if you look at this, it is almost as if kids collude, or they have some kind of some kind of way of of discussing box office before the weekend, and they all get together every once in a while. And they say, "This is a no. This is a no. Don't show up at Playmobil." Don't show up at Jen and the Holograms. Don't show up at Delgro. 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 Do not show up. Okay. Because how else is this happening? It's a phenomenon. Yeah. Where you get these kids' movies that when they bomb, they bomb to these spectacular historic levels. Well, it's how it's how kids' slang shifts. Mm-hmm. Now I know we have the internet, but even when we were kids, you knew what the slang was just organically somehow yes you knew when a kid said something that wasn't the current slang that it was wrong right and it just it's one of those things kids do have the, that way to communicate important information like what is cool and what is not cool. right kids just know it without having to be told it and so they kn- they all just knew collectively with the unibrain the kid unibrain knew playmobile no is no is done yeah but the adults who make the Playmobil movie, they have no idea. They well, didn't know. They're not tapped in. Right. They can't tap in. Right. So the kids have this collective consciousness that allows them to all know we are not going to go see the Oogie Loves. Yeah. But that 60-year-old, you know, uh, Ukrainian drug dealer who financed Oogie Loves, he doesn't know that. Yeah. He, he thinks he's got a hit on his hand. He thinks he's got... Big American mo- box big American, office. Big American hit. Big American hit. <laughs> that's what he'd say. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it, that is that's telling. And I think STX had sort of a bomb this summer as well with Ugly Dolls. Yeah. But it wasn't as huge. It, it was. I mean, that made twenty million at the end of the day. Yeah. Still a big bomb for them. No, but, but Playmobil is going to end up making under a million dollars total. Yeah. What happens at these movie theaters? Were there a movie that opened in, in over two thousand theaters that ends up making six hundred sixty thousand? There are multiple, multiple showings that have zero Nobody people. In them. Absolutely, because when you look at the the theater average of Playmobil, it's two hundred and eighty one dollars. That is like even now taking account variable pricing. There are uh, some tickets that sold for. A dollar, probably. Well, well, then that's a sold out. Then there was sold sold out showings. So here's what you have also. You would have sold out showings that still are making no money. That are a loss. So that are a loss. Because you got to heat. 
the room for these yeah. for these monsters and the electricity bill. It's it's packed to the gills. You could have Playmobil showings that were raucous, uh, like Star Wars in its in its third week or Titanic in its opening weekend. Right, and you lost money just by flipping the light switch yeah. on. Who who were these people? Jerry Seinfeld, uh, live forever. Um, who are the parents who? Only took their kids to this movie because the tickets were a dollar, but otherwise would not have taken their kids out that weekend. It's, it's I mean, do we want to get into something that sad? Of a, just a parent walking with a child down the street who had no plans for that child. They were like, we're walking, circling the block over and over again until I have to give you back to, to your mom. Because, <laughs> yeah. of course, it's a shared custody of situation. Course, of course. And they were going to do no activities with this child until they passed a joker with a spinning sign that said $1 tickets Playmobil. Maybe not even Playmobil, $1 tickets. And this divorced dad was like, $1, fine. Let's go there. Follow the sign. It's, it's, it's like, it can't be like the boat show I got, uh, I got uh, uh, you know, roped into that then I was arrested after. Right. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this guy... God, I, this is such a sad scenario. If, if you is, are this guy, God forbid. If you are this divorced dad who only took their kid to a movie because the ticket was a dollar, mm-hmm. took him to a Playmobil movie, write to us, the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail dot com. Describe describe what a day in the life is. Yeah, yeah. What do you and do? To, and tell us how it was. Tell us was it a good use of your dollar? Was yeah. Playmobil for a dollar? You know, was that a good way to spend the few hours that the court allots you to be with your child? I feel like a father who brings, who sees a a, a, a spinning joker, like a, a, a guy spinning a, a sign, dressed like the joker, Yeah, takes his kid to that movie. That is the origin of a joker. Yes. That kid is going to grow up to become the real joker. Yes. Because it's going to be like the movie where- this person's gonna, in their mind, know that the Joker exists, and then start doing things like the Joker. Yes, 100%. so that's the next Joker you just created. Yeah, Playmobil is a Joker origin story. The opening weekend of Playmobil, that box office, that's a Joker origin story. Absolutely. All right. So, anything else to say about Playmobil? Yeah, I, I mean, feel like we've covered it from every angle. It was so fun to text because you said last week. Yes. You said, "Is it?" Is there any way this makes under a million? And we laughed about it, but we were like, yeah, sure. It probably could. Sure. And boy, did it. It, it, we, when, as soon as it went to 900K, I was like, oh my gosh, Pat, I had to text him. Yeah. Are you following this? Are you following this? And you laughed on the text. I, I couldn't believe it. Maniacal laughing. There's nothing you could do, but you laugh, but not to cry. Yes. Yeah, we I mean we hate to see it, but also it's it's a train wreck that we love to see. It's it, a thing like the Playmobil opening weekend is a gift from the box office gods. Yeah, especially on a slow weekend like this when we had one flip-flop. Right. The top 5 were all the same except for one flip-flop. Right. Cuz if Playmobil had opened at, you know, 2 and a half million dollars and been a tremendous bomb, that that's not a story. It's not a story. This though was a story that we get to sink our teeth into, grab on for dear life, and you know, thank you, thank you, 
box office gods, you shine on us with Playmobil's opening weekend. Our sacrifices are not in vain. Yeah. So you want to talk the blood. You want to talk about uh, next weekend. Raw feed. Raw Here feed. we go. We're keeping it in. Uh, I've ha- I've been having tummy issues all weekend, so this is just a culmination of my tummy issues. It's just been the, the nerves of watching Playmobil drop and drop yeah. and drop. We got Agita. We've got three big releases. Biggest of which is the sequel to Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Next level. Jumanji, the next level. It's opening in, well, we don't have a theater count, but mm-hmm. a lot. Box Office Pro is saying between 40 and 60, and they're saying 44. Interesting. Well, what did the first Jumanji open to? Because the, the story of uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, was very surprise much- Surprise hit. Was su- was surprised mega hit like it was a movie that had that everyone it was it was meant to be a hit, but it was a blockbuster amongst blockbusters because of how leggy it was. The thought was that it was going to be another middling rock, quote unquote, hit. Okay, well, so it was going to make a, a maybe a hundred and twenty mil domestic, and then make several hundred million dollars fake China bucks. No. So uh, this ended up to be a true hit. Like, like many a, of the Rocks hits, yes. Okay. So it opened at 36, but then it legged out to 404. That Fortune is, 4 million domestic. That is an insane multiplier. Because it opened at the perfect time. It opened right around Christmas, and so you had people, you had the kids out. You had them, and they were excited to see uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock and Jack Black. Yep, big resurgence because he had had goosebumps. He was he was working his way back into. He stayed. He has stayed a kid star. You know, yes. like where where uh, of a generation that knows Jack Black from like sort of alt comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and Fairly Brothers type comedies. Yeah, but. He has remained, to his credit, a kid star. He goes, shows up at the Kids' Choice Awards, gets his ass slimed every year, and it pays off at the box office for him because the kids look at Jack Black like a god. Jack Black, his voice is in the Playmobil movie. The oh. the children's unibrain says, let's throw him a couple of bucks. We can't make this be an all-time disaster. Oh, Jack, absolutely. Yeah, Jack he's... Black is a kid's star. And that was one of the reasons why Jumanji played so well. Well, he's the perfect. He's in the perfect position now because he has people our age who normally have kids who liked him from those days, right. and then the kids just like him from the movies they see. So they're more willing to go see a Jumanji movie because Jack Black is in. Right, and you've got The Rock, who's obviously a megastar to <clears throat> all people, but is very much <laughs> also plays well to kids. The Rock is a big kid star. And you got uh, who's the other one in this? Oh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is yeah. a big a big star. You know, he's got the the persona of a child. Yes. You know, kids think maybe he is a kid. Um, Karen Gillan and Karen Gillan. You know, the the kids they there's kids out there who watch, you know, her canceled show Selfie. Oh yeah, that's right. They're Probably big still selfie on heads. Hulu. So you got the kids who love Selfie, and they go to Jumanji. So. 
So they're looking at 45 million, you said, as it's, a prediction? They're saying 44, and this is now down 12% from last week. So there's. So there's negative buzz on Jumanji out in the in the box office world. Are you feeling that? The trailer for the second movie was disappointing. Yes. Because I will say, we went and saw this movie after Christmas, the whole group of us. Yes. Me, you, some friends, and loved it. Because yes. it was fun and it, it you didn't have to think it wasn't too filthy. It was like a kid's movie, but it was also exciting for adults. And they, they nailed the premise. The premise of Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was that these kids get dropped into a video game and they are in the pers- they're in the avatars of like stock video game characters. Yes. Great. Very easy to follow. They play that well. I agree. The trailer for Next Level, I don't fully understand what is happening. They're complicating it by yes. adding Danny Glover yes. and Danny DeVito. Uh, catnip for kids. Yeah, it's it's a bad, it's not a great concept. So the concept of this is that now Kevin Hart and The Rock are being controlled by old people who are in those bodies. And I feel like, and they switch the other bodies around. We don't know exactly what's happening. We don't know if it's for the the whole thing either they could be they could go back into their original personas in those same bodies just the confusion of us trying to figure out this trailer means that this was a mistake i i think so and i think it will suffer for that so i think it's gonna have an opening more akin to the original opening Uh i'm gonna say under i'm gonna go under 44 i still think over my prediction is a bigger opening weekend and it won't be as leggy. It can't be. It can't be. There's no way this movie makes anywhere near four hundred and four million dollars. No, there because it does. It also doesn't have to to be a hit. This movie is like budgeted very smartly. I think the budget is like ninety or hundred million. It's not like a, a movie that needs to make a billion dollars to be profitable. No. So. I think that just the the recognition value of this movie that was such a big hit a few years ago that people have probably been watching on streaming and video for the last three years is enough to get it, I mean, 46, 45, 46. I, I think not much over, but I think it'll it'll go over. I'll go over. You're going over. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go under. I'm yeah. going to go under because I think there's so much – to see at the theater right now. Uh, okay. I well, feel like Knives Out and and uh, different audience. I know, though. but I just I just think that there's it's not as wide open as last time it came out. No, but last time it came out, Star Wars: Last Jedi was already in theaters. Jumanji opened in a very crowded space. It opened Last Jedi well, was it out. Piggybacked. It's true. I think it piggybacked. You're right. It piggybacked. It came on after other Last hits. Jedi. Yeah, and you also had like Greatest Showman and a bunch of movies that ended up doing well. We're out. So it is. I think it's got a pretty clear window in the sense of well, Frozen made 36 million. Frozen is the competition for Jumanji this weekend. I think it'll beat Frozen. Yes, it'll beat Frozen, but. Is Frozen so strong that Jumanji makes less than it could have because people are going to still choose Frozen fourth weekend over Jumanji? That's a great question. I mean, there'll be one and two. 
Yeah. Okay, so we're so we think Jumanji. I think long term will not nearly be as big of a hit no. as the last one. I think it'll open bigger than the first one, and it'll definitely make you know like a hundred and. 30, 140 million overall. Oh, I think it'll make more than that. Yeah. Um, okay, so no, the next big one, Blumhouse, Black Christmas reboot. Third one of these, unless I've missed one. There's the original one in the 70s. Mm-hmm. There's the one in 2006. And now there's this one. Yes. They're looking at 12 to 17. Uh, Box Office Pro is saying 14. Now- Blumhouse, you can't sleep on them. I know, but it's counter programming. It's girl power. The poster is showing these girls all beat up, but they won. I think they're all gonna die, so I don't know what this marketing is about, other than pandering. But they don't they rarely make a misstep. Do you think this is gonna make fourteen mil? No. I'm going under on this. You're going under. You do do you think that this is I don't think there's a catchy premise here. Like, you know, when you have truth or dare, Blumhouse's truth or dare, mm-hmm. you got something that you could you could understand. You're like, in this movie, they're going to play games of truth or dare, and horror shit's going to happen. Or in uh, Escape Room, there will be escape rooms, and every room will have a different horror scenario will happen. Happy Death Day. It's, it's a horror exactly. version of uh, Groundhog Day. Day. Black Christmas. Just a slasher. It's just a slasher with the word Christmas in it. Yes. But it is not a movie about like a Santa Claus killer, you know, something that is like holiday campy. It is just Christmas is in the name of this horror movie that kind of looks annoying because there's, there's also no, there's no villain and there's no horror premise to sell. Okay. There is only the title Black Christmas, which so, is something that I think does not have nearly as much name value as they think it does. Because the movie in 2006 did jack shit, and the original one is kind of only known because people say it's one of the first slasher movies. Yeah, it predated Halloween. So I don't think to the mainstream Black Christmas means anything. So you're saying under 14. How yes. low will you go? Under 10. I mean, horror just has a built-in, you know, some amount. Because uh, when's the last horror movie that's come out? I know, but I'm going to say, you know what? I, I think it'll do like, yeah, I'm going to say single digits. I think this makes $9 million. All right. Okay. I think it. I think it's going to make more than 9 I think it makes 11 Okay. So you say under the... The I say under as well. Okay. Here's the big one. And no stars that we know of. Yeah. Here's the big one. This could be the sleeper. Richard Jewell. Clint, a December release. These can be hot. Mule was hot. American Sniper was hot. It's, they're saying between 10 and 15, might open at 13. That's what they're saying. $13 million. Now, here's the thing. The Mule opened to a similar amount Mule made like fourteen opening weekend. It opened at seventeen. Opened at seventeen. Oh, and, the, and the mule is such a hit. But, but it's Clint in it. Clint is in it, not this guy. 
who looks like Richard Jewell. Here's the thing. He's getting great buzz for that performance, and I know you're shitting on it. You're shitting on it. I am. But I feel like it, it's 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 people are going to want to see this. The other reason that they're going to want to see it is it's a takedown of writers' liars, writers and liars, the media. They're going to take down the media. But I think Clint is determined to say, listen. Don't listen to the newspapers. They lie to you. I think And that... I think there's a lot of people in the stacks, and I think Real America is going to stand up and go see Richard Jewell. So you think Real America is a Richard... You think Richard Jewell is a Real America stands up Richard for Jewell is Real America. They look at Richard Jewell and they see themselves if they did stand up more. But Richard Jewell also like did Like physical it. exercise. No, he did not do it. That's some people say one, some people say the other. Some people is the media, and they were probably right. Okay, see, this is this is why you liked Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood because it's about a magazine writer. Yes, I wanted to see a great man. I didn't want to see people who write about great men. I Richard Jewell's a great man, and I want to see or or him, he's a bomber. We don't I want know. to see him in the center stage, not somebody who wrote. Uh, a thing about their dad and then mention Richard Jewell in it. All right. This isn't Richard Jewell versus... Oh, wait. Actually, it is. We did, we decided earlier that Richard Jewell versus A yeah, Beautiful Day is Yeah, we are going to directly... They're going to directly compete. I, you are down on this movie. I am down on this movie. But just from a box office stance, we're taking all personal feelings about these uh, issues out of it. Clint Eastwood is not in this movie. A strong movie star... In place of Clint Eastwood, such as a Bradley Cooper in American Sniper, that is not in this movie. So you it think is, if Bradley Cooper was in the John Hamm part, it's a of course it's a bigger box office. It's a bigger box office. There's nothing sexy about this movie. I don't know. That's There's that's no, not true. You know, Clint. Think of also the other Clint movies recently that have not had a minute that have been hits. Sully, huge hit. It had a Big, 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 big movie star and Tom Hanks in the role. And it was about a subject where the promise was you're going to see something really cool. You're going to see Sully safely land the plane. Richard Jewell does not have the promise of anything fun. You're going to see I know him safely gonna... take a backpack with a bomb in it from a place that could have killed people to a place where it couldn't kill anybody. That that is more dramatic than salt. That's more dramatic That's than salt because he had to fest. personally pick up a backpack. I defy you. If you saw a backpack in the subway tonight, would you have the guts? Like I Richard wouldn't Jewell? even say anything. Would I'd you be have so the scared. Guts no, to take it, but it's still and a... find authorities and say, "Look, I'm taking my life in in my hands, and I'm going to save people." So you think that people are going to go out? Pay variable pricing, perhaps, to get a ticket to Richard Jewell. No, premium for... pricing. Premium pricing. Premium price. You don't get Clint Eastwood uh, movies for bargain basement price. And they're going to see this because they might get to see a man move a bag. Yes, because that's relatable. That's something that we all can do. No, We could all move a bag. I... We don't want to see someone someone do something we all could do. We want to see someone land a plane that's not true. on a body of water. That's we want to see... Bradley Cooper do some sniping. Sometimes things you that wanna... that you can't do. Anyone can move a bag. What they about the s- mule? Anybody could drive drugs. But it's Clint. People watch. They'll watch Clint move a bag. If this movie 
was Clint moving a bag. It didn't even have to be about Richard Jewell. It could just be about him just cleaning out his closet, moving bags around, moving plastic bags around. So you think a movie where Clint 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 Eastwood does, does Maria Kondo, Maria Kondo's his house yes would make more money than the richard jewel movie yes i think that is preposterous and i think that that is an that's an insane thing to say i think clint eastwood taking out his trash moving that bag from one end of the house to the outside the house is a bigger box office bag movie draw than richard jewel i wish there was some way that we could figure this out and really know for sure but i don't think that's true Clint might end up making that movie. He might. It might be his last movie. He might take out the trash and then crawl into the dumpster and die. That, that could... would be a bigger hit than Richard Jewell. So you think Richard Jewell... Okay, let's get down to brass tacks. We're going to have two cut the shit moments. I'm cutting the shit cut right the now. Shit. Richard Jewell No, I said I cut the shit first. You can't cut the shit when double I cut the shit. You can't cut... do a double shit cut. Okay, fine. Because then you got three pieces shit. of shit. It has to be down the middle. Two shits. One person. Gotcha. Right? Because there's two of us, two pieces of shit. Perfect. You think under. Yes. How much under? Do you think it's going to make less than Black Christmas? Oh, man, maybe. I don't I don't feel it with this movie. You are so down on this movie, so and I don't understand why. Because it's got a complete nobody in the lead. A complete nobody. You wait till you find a bag, and then somebody blames you for it. The, the movie is You saying, wait, you wait. It's going to happen to all of us. The media is going to come for all of us. But I... The that media is going to come for movie. me right now. It won't the media is going to come for me right now. It won't be a hit movie. You're part of the media right now. We're the BO boys. We're in the we're media elite. No, we're inside me. We're like brainworms. We're inside. We're inside waiting to burst out. No, I'm I'm part of the media. I don't know you doing with brainworms. I'm in the media. I think Richard Jewell makes twelve million. Uh well, that's okay. I mean, that's like uh, I yeah, because it's. It's, it's going to be under. It's, it'll be under, and I think it's not going to be leggy. I think I, I think the 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 stacks are going to see a shiny new object in Jumanji and Star Wars and yeah. all the big holiday releases. Clint ain't going to be in this. I think they're going to stand the, for a man who cannot stand. Be, wait, Jewell. because because he's dead it's or weight issues? Okay. Because he's dead, huh? It's because he's dead. But when he was alive, he I'm sure he had trouble standing. All right. All at right. the end, at least. Okay. I think Jewel opens around 12, and it kind of peters out. No Clint. That's not. No Kathy, Clint. Kathy Bates is no. getting getting good buzz. I think people, the, yeah, the Bates uh, heads are going to go out. Yeah. The people, in the, the people in the stacks go out to see movies for Kathy Bates supporting actress Buzz. Misery. That was a big movie. And she yeah, won the lead actress. It's misery. not supporting. Supporting categories don't. James Conn was not a star at that point. He had his star had fallen. Uh, what I'm saying is supporting actor actress buzz is not a box office draw. And neither is Richard Jewell. All right, let's get down to it. Let's do our top fives. For next weekend, what do we predict? Okay. So I'll go first. Jumanji next level. Number one, for sure. Number two is Frozen 2. Then number three, what did Knives Out make this weekend? Knives Out made 
14. Can anything make 14? See, this is this is the thing. It's going to be lower. So do you think that Black Christmas... I'm going number three, Jewel. Number four, Knives Out. Oh, number five. Oh, number three, Jewel? Number three, Jewel. Number four, Knives Out. Number five. What did Ford V make last weekend? It made 6.5. Okay, so number five by default will be Black Christmas. That's my you top don't five. Think, you don't think they stopped the variable, pri- variable pricing for uh, Playmobil. And it and jumps into it the rockets top five. Up. It rockets up. What is your number for Playmobil next weekend? Mine I'm going to go. <laughs> Let's get a number out there. I think it makes... Does it make under a hundred thousand next weekend? Oh, it's out. Yeah, of course. All right, so I'm going. So we're both going under a hundred thousand. Yes, it's got to. There's no way under fifty thousand. Not does Playmobil make less than fifty thousand dollars next weekend? I'll say under a hundred. I'll go under fifty thousand. <laughs> Why, Why not? The bottom. There's no bottom for this movie. Yeah. So. I'll go. My my other prediction is Playmobil makes less than fifty thousand dollars next weekend. Wow. What is your top five next weekend, Clayton? I've noticed something. I always go second, so I'm always at a disadvantage. Okay, but I do like it. Next weekend, I will, no, we'll I'll make sure you go second. first. I'll always be second. I like to fight at a disadvantage. Okay. That way, I can just claim that I'm at a disadvantage and nothing counts. Jumanji first. Frozen 2. I'm also going to say Jewel. Then I'm going to say Black Christmas. Okay. And then Knives Out. There we go. There we go. Those are our top fives. If you are a wannabe-o boy, wannabe-o girl, right now we're still going to read them for free. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like this is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. After the new year, new year, new you, as in us. As in we knew you back then. Yeah. we were, You're going to have to join the Patreon. B.O. Boys Patreon. Search for it. Give us some dough. We will be charging for that to be read on, on, on the air. But for Here's now, that. if you email us at the, the B.O. Boys, Boys at podcast. Yes. The, the B.O. Boys. I'll say it. Do it. Email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your predicted top five for next weekend is. We'll read it on air. Now, we're going to do a flash forward. Mm-hmm. What time do we got? You know what? We're over the we're over the hour, but we're on a new feed, a raw feed. Let's just keep going. Holy shit. Okay. Over yeah. an hour. Um. Ghostbusters Afterlife. We just watched the trailer. Now, this movie is coming out. Is this a summer movie? Yeah, ne- next summer. We'll put the link to the trailer in the uh, show description. So look below. Take a look at this movie trailer now. Give you a couple seconds. All right, you're back. Okay. Now, what the fuck? This, this looks so bad. This looks like, I mean, they're ripping off Stranger Things. This is a catastrophe. This movie has Paul Rudd in it, and he makes not one joke. 
So it's a drama. Yeah, this this entire trailer has no hint of comedy in it. It is Jason Reitman made a famous for Labor Day. Famous <laughs> made a strange a Stranger Things Ghostbusters. It's a kids group of kids out in middle America finding the the go the the fucking Ghostbusters car. I think it's check. Egon's granddaughter. I, I, okay, here's the thing about doing the movie this way. I think they got scared off because of the, uh, the, the Melissa McCarthy, uh, 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 uh Kate McKinnon Ghostbusters underperforming. They Kristen got Wig. scared of Kristen Wig. God, I forget she was actually the second biggest star at the time in that movie. I think. They got scared off of the idea of doing a let's find four funny people and do a funny people Ghostbusters movie or doing a movie where it's like so one for one replacing the original Ghostbusters, you know, which was always the 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 thought that the new Ghostbusters movie someday would be Ben Stiller is going to be in it and Seth Rogen's going to be in it. And, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle will be in it. Whatever it is, you're yeah. going to replace the ghost. Logan Paul. Logan Paul's going to be, he's going to be Egon, you know, the current day uh, smart man. And they got scared off so far in another direction where they're like, this can't even have, this has, does not have the tone at all. It's not in the city. Ghostbusters is about New York City. You put it in the heartland. They have a shot of the fucking Ghostbusters car just thrive, driving through a, a, a corn stack, cornfield. I don't even know what the term is because I'm from the city. I'm yeah. from Ghostbusters town. Yeah. The problem with this is that they, we've said this before, it's not an IP that anybody cares about. No. It's the personalities. So right there, it, it just doesn't have any legs. The, the, the sequel barely had legs. People didn't like the sequel no. to the beloved movie Ghostbusters. With the original cast. With the original cast, which it was- It opened big and then kind of petered out. That was the draw. That was the draw. And now you're taking it away and making it into something else, and it's not going to work. Now, this is good, though. I like when these IPs fail because it makes way for some of these- This summer was great for small movies. Mm-hmm. This is going to make way for some cool, smaller movies because this movie is going to completely tank. So you're thinking off of this trailer, Ghostbusters. Men in Black International. Men in Black International. Numbers. That's what Dark it's going to make. Dark Fate. It's one Not of those. Not Dark Fate. Dark Fate was a disaster. This will be uh, Men, Men in, in Black, Black International was a disaster, but, too. Dude, Dark Fate was a tremendous disaster. Well, budget-wise. It lost Disney money in a year when they had, like- they made like $10 billion. But but I think Men in Black International is a good comp for this because it it made so little. Men in Black International, when you just look at the box office, was disgusting. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree. The thing is, will the fandom that was mad that it was Lady Ghostbusters come out and force themselves to see this movie to prove boy Ghostbusters better. Well, here's the thing. One Are there the, enough the main maniacs? Character, one of the main characters in this is a girl, a young girl. So they're going to hate that. Uh, so 
I don't know. I don't know what these maniacs. The the main thing. We Where are the incel dollars being spent? I, I'm gonna. Yeah. Will the incels come out for this? I mean, I mean, it, it was billion dollar baby Joker. So geez. the incels have spending power. This is sickening. Uh, but we have to talk about it because it is. They are a box office force at this point. Right. Or, or They're the fifth quadrant right now. The media is telling us this. Yes. And you know how much I trust the media. Zero. I'm putting up two goose eggs. You're in the media. Right. I'm. I'm. An, I'm You're a brain a worm. I I'm it. a brain worm, in the media's head, and I'm going to burst out. Uh, I do think that the people who uh, are hardcore Ghostbusters fans, which I don't even know if they exist, will I, not go out to see this because it's Stranger Things. And when I watched this trailer, it did. It did also. Yeah, it really showed me that there's not a lot to the Ghostbusters IP. There's a logo. There's the car, I guess. They showed the trap. Dude, they didn't play the song because the song, the joyous Ghostbusters theme song that everyone loves, you can't play it in this trailer because the trailer's tone is so somber. Yeah. And and sad that the theme song for Ghostbusters cannot be played in the Ghostbusters trailer. Yeah. There is that one moment where they use the uh they, they, proton they use, pack yeah and they shoot and but they're driving some in some depressed illinois town or something and it's like i i don't know i mean may, i mean maybe it'll be real america being like finally ghostbusters in the heartland but i don't think so i, I don't think, think they want to aspire to go to a different place an, an exotic place they don't want to see the ghostbusters and here's the thing it's riding through their cornfield that's money. That's money out of their pocket. Yep. That is disgusting that these Hollywood bigwigs would think that- Corn a, is a prop. A, a corn is a prop. Corn is lifeblood. Yes. Corn and is the thing keeping some families from living on the street. Yes. And they're just going to run right through it. Yeah, this movie- Looks the other thing about this is they're promising you an origin story. They're promising you like, hey, these kids by the end of this are gonna be Ghostbusters. Can't you just make a Ghostbusters movie that's like, here's the Ghostbusters. Let's have some fun. And the thing, but I think just looking at box office, obviously there's an early trailer. I am sure a completely different version of this trailer will be released in a couple of months. Do you think it'll be fun? That's the thing. This movie does not promise any fun. This movie, this trailer, feels like a trailer for a streaming series. And and Paul Rudd is one of the funniest guys going. Yep. He's so likable. He seems depressed in this. Yes. We don't want to see a depressed Paul Rudd. How do you have Paul Rudd in a Joker's in a Joker's movie? I wish this was a Joker movie. Yeah. How do you have Paul Rudd in a Ghostbusters movie? And in the trailer, you don't get one Paul Rudd joke i know i'm so down on this trailer i I, i'm down and i i do think i still i don't care what the next trailer is i don't care i think this movie it's an ip no one cares about anymore i think reitman jason reitman has his box office uh history is riddled with bombs yes and missteps huge missteps came out big out of the gate juno up in the air big big hits yeah you know big hits for that type of movie for an adult dramedy both around 100 million but then he floundered hard oh just just 
insane bombs. And this, I think, is going to be the nail in the Ghostbusters coffin. This is the dark fate of the Ghostbusters movies. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. You can't, after this bombs, it's got to be over. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants it. No. And even if you have Move Bill on, Murray Aykroyd. Do, I know. Do a, do a sequel to Preacher Man. What was the name of his? Uh, he had that ABC show. Where Soul Man. Pre- Soul Man. Do a Soul Man screenplay. Work on that for 30 years. Do that. Enough with the Ghostbusters, Aykroyd. Just work yeah. on Soul Man. Nothing but trouble, too. Yes. Yes. See if you can get that on Kubi. Yeah. Kubi or whatever. Kubi, yes. Nothing but trouble, short-form content. Work on that, Aykroyd. Yeah. Let the Ghostbusters die. All right. So do we have anything else? This no. was a jam-packed episode. This was a long, expansive episode. Might be what you say a lot of movies are, too sprawling. It could be too sprawling. Or it could be what The Irishman was, which was just long enough. Yes. So you tell us. Tell us what you thought about the length of this episode by emailing us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course... Patreon below, start contributing. Yes, B.O. Boys, Patreon, do it. Yeah, and uh, is that it? I think that's it. That's it. Oh, and of course, rate and review, give us five stars. Come on, look at all the content we just gave you. That's worth five. All the information you can be talking about tomorrow in the office. At the water cooler. To make it seem like you have friends that you talk about things with. Yes. You know, And that's what we are, fake friends to you. We are fake friends. And we're the media because we're in the media. Stop it. So until next time, we'll we'll smell smell you at the box office. office.